0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news relating to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. And now, here's your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin'. Welcome to the podcast everybody. It is Monday, December 26th. Merry Christmas. I hope you are enjoying your Christmas holiday with family and friends. My family and I are up here in central Minnesota enjoying a white Christmas. We just had a fresh snowfall and it is beautiful up here but I gotta tell you I'm ready to get back to warm Texas where we broadcast from normally. I want to say a special thank you to Terry Sellers, who is the producer of this podcast, for producing this program on this holiday. Most everyone is enjoying family and friends, and she is, but she's taking a break from that and uh, making this podcast possible. So thank you very much, Terry, for your contribution. Merry Christmas to you, to Jeff, and the whole family there. Today's podcast is a second in a series of podcasts. Where we're talking about giving back to your community. You know, Christmas is a season to be giving, and I'm excited to have gotten to know some givers in our mortgage community. There's two that I'm highlighting. Now, there's many of you, and I'd love to hear from you, those of you that do give back into your community. I'd love to hear ways in which you're doing it so that we could get you on the podcast and share your stories. But we've been highlighting two stories this Christmas holiday. We had last week, for many of you heard and got a lot of feedback, a lot of downloads of last week's podcast, with where we had Casey Crawford on talking about all that he is doing. It was very inspirational. It was very encouraging, uplifting, and I want to challenge you to go back and listen to Casey Crawford, the president and founder of Movement Mortgage, and uh, it was a great podcast. But today, we have with us Kevin Stitt, who is the president and founder of Gateway Mortgage there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He, too, does doing a lot to give back to his community, to his customers, and I want you to pay attention to the Hot Topic segment. You're going to enjoy it. As we say each and every week, this podcast is created by mortgage professionals for mortgage professionals, and we're the proud recipient of the Progress in Lending Innovation Award. A special thank you and Merry Christmas to our sponsors: Archmi, the creator of the new innovative RateStar product. Also, the Motivity Solutions team of professionals providing real-time reporting and dashboard scorecards, score allowing you to get a real good idea of what's going on in the pipeline. In your pipeline, very—I don't know how businesses run without tools like this. Very important. Also, Velma, a very efficient marketing and email platform that helps you get your message out to your customer base. Also, Simplifile, a real-time electronic communication exchange. And then, of course, the Mortgage Collaborative, the power of the network. And finally, DNH, moving your forward, world forward through technology. They have been in business for over 140 years, have 5,500 employees, and serving customers, 8,000 of them, in 70 countries. That just amazes me every time I see that. Be sure to check them out at our at their website, dh.com, or call them at one 800 815 5592 The first conference we have is starting in January 23rd, goes through the 26th. It is the Independent Mortgage Bankers Conference. It is going to be in the La Quinta at Palm Springs, Palm Springs, Florida, excuse me, California. It's going to be a great place to go, especially when it's cold in many other parts of the country. Something I just learned a tidbit is Bill Cosgrove, the president of Union Home Mortgage, the founder and CEO uh, there, uh, when he was president of the NBA, started this conference, and that was one of the things he's leaving behind as a legacy of uh, for independent mortgage bankers. He's an independent mortgage banker, and guess what? I've invited him to be on a panel where Alice and I and Aaron D., who's a previous guest on the radio program, we're going to be talking about efficiencies. Very excited about this panel's discussion we're going to be having. So if you're looking how you can make your operation more efficient, be sure to register for and attend our session at the Independent Mortgage Bankers Association. There in Palm Springs, California. Nice, warm place to be, especially in the cold weather again. So look forward to Hoping to see you there. Also, we have February 17th, excuse me, 14th through the 17th, we have the National Mortgage Servicing Conference. We have also the March 1st through the 4th, the Mortgage Collaborative Winter Conference, and that's going to be at the Omni Resort in uh, Scottsdale. It's a great, gorgeous place there in Paradise Valley, and we we'll look forward to seeing many of our friends there again. And again, the power of the network, I encourage you to show up there. Now, normally we'd be going over to Joe Farr and then Alice Alvey and then Paul Mallow and then Sam Garcia, Andy Shell, the Prophet Doctor, and we'd be going around to different places uh, on the program, but we are doing a Christmas special. Each and every one of them are thankfully at home enjoying their family, and we're going to wish each one of them a very Merry Christmas. Joe, Andy, Alice, Paul, Sam Garcia, they all add so much content for you, the listeners, to learn from and hear what's going on in the industry. So a very Merry Christmas to all of them, and I'm very grateful to them. Look forward to having them back next week. We're going to come back in just a minute and uh, listen to Kevin Stitt share his vision of what he's doing to give back to the community. It's a very important message. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back after this brief break.
1: Hi, David. Thanks for having me on, and we're happy to be a proud sponsor of the program. And today I'd like again to talk about RateStar from Arch Mortgage Insurance. RateStar is a revolutionary tool that allows mortgage originators to dynamically price mortgage insurance and match coverage to Archemy's most competitive rates. And that's important because it allows you to compete more effectively, qualify more borrowers, and of course, close more loans. That's the power of RateStar. Originators from around the country are letting us know just how quick and easy RateStar is to use. And all you need is your NMLS number, and you can access RateStar anywhere, anytime, using multiple points of entry, including most LOS systems, product and pricing engines, and through our websites at ArchMI.com and ArchMICU.com for credit unions. And of course, it's available through our mobile app for smartphones and tablets. RateStar makes it easy to choose what type of mortgage insurance coverage your loan needs. You just touch, tap, and go. Quotes are delivered in seconds and represent our most competitive ArchMI rates based on the strength and quality of the loan application. And I have to tell you, David, getting a mortgage insurance quote has never been so powerful or so simple. And with that, I'll turn it back over to you and say thanks. Have a great day, everybody.
0: I'm excited to have Kevin Stitt, Chief Executive Officer of Gateway Mortgage Group, located up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, joining us again on the broadcast. We've had Kevin on before because he exemplifies being a giving organization. This is the season to be giving, and Kevin is on the line to share with us some of his story, and we're excited to have you here, Kevin. Thank you for joining us.
2: Thanks so much, Dave. Glad to be with you today.
0: It's an honor to have you on the program. Now, many in our audience may know already who you are and familiar with your company, but for those who are not familiar with Gateware Mortgage or don't know who you are, if you give us a little insights into your background and how you got started in the industry.
2: Sure, sure. Uh, Well, I've been in the business since 1998, uh, shortly after I graduated from Oklahoma State. Go Cowboys. With an accounting degree, I got in the mortgage business as an originator, and then uh, did that for two years and then started Gateway with $1,000 and a computer. Wow! Yeah, in January of 2000, so kind of the American dream story.
0: You started your company with $1,000 and a computer. Now, that's some humble beginnings. It reminds me of the Christmas story. Started in a manger, and it went big from there. So a little bit more about when those early days. Tell us about it.
2: Well, you know, when we when we started, uh uh we started as just a mortgage broker here in Oklahoma and then we've just kinda all we've just always focused on growth and one of our core values is you're green and growing or ripe and rotten. So we, <laughs> I like that. Great expression. So we believe uh it's like a tree, you're either growing or dying and so as a company we're always moving forward. We try to encourage our employees to grow personally, professionally and spiritually. That's just who we are as a company. So started with one employee, and now we're at uh, 950 uh, employees, or we call them team members. And we've got three distinct divisions. We've got retail, correspondent, and then we service uh, a little bit over $11 billion in loans today.
0: So in 2000, you started with a computer, $1,000, and now today you have over 900 employees and $11 billion in servicing. I love it. That's a great story. How did you accomplish that?
2: Most companies will spend well, probably 90% of their time talking about strategy, focusing on that. I think that's easier to, to measure sales growth. It's easier to measure um metrics around strategy, but we believe that you should focus half your effort on kind of organizational health or the values of the company. So we really try to balance uh, spending half of our time on strategy and the other half on the values and and, uh, who we are as a company. And so we hire, fire, promote uh, everything based on our values. And so it just really turns into a great, fun environment when we hire the people that are that are like us, that believe in the values of our company. Those that don't, no big deal. There's probably there's other places for them. You
0: talk about values.
2: Give us some examples of
0: what your values are that have created this success story.
2: Our values are we're green and growing. We're growth-oriented, so... Uh, if you're a person that likes to grow that wants to grow that uh, is focused on growth you're gonna love it here we we talk about we love team members for life we love customers for life um, and, and, and if we hire the right people, we know they're going to love it here. So we, we're growth-oriented. But The second value that we, uh, that we hire for is people that want to make a difference. We want to make a difference in our communities and the lives of our team member and the communities and the customers we serve, and we have people that join us from the huge big-box lenders, and they love coming to work here because you can make a difference in, uh, at your branch office and the servicing department and the IT department. So we love people that want to make a difference. The third uh, value is a get it done attitude so uh, we love people that are roll up your sleeves we want to get it done. When I first got in the in the in the business, the guy that trained me said, Kevin as soon as you say you can't do this loan, then the customer will go down the street and they'll get it done by the competition So our whole culture is we're going to try to figure out the right way uh, to get that done for our customer. The fourth value is team players we are Uh, We recognize we're stronger together. We're stronger on a team. You're on the Gateway team, and you're also on the Tulsa, Oklahoma retail team, or you're on the correspondent team, or you're on the servicing team. But but we think we can do more together on a team. And then the last one is we're street smart. What we mean by street smart is – not every decision is a draw a line in the sand decision. In other words, if we can make the uh, right decision for our customer and for our team member, regardless of what our policy says, our policy might be stupid, right? So I tell our, our team members if we could la- waive a late fee for a customer who's never been late before and win a customer for life and get the referral, that's being pretty street smart. So we try to empower our, our team members to make the right decisions for our customers.
0: Okay, so I get the fact that you're going to attract people by publishing your four core values. But talk a little bit about how you keep your people engaged in the game and keep them focused and motivated. There's so many people that are so disenfranchised at so many companies. I've heard the statistics as many as 85% of employees at most companies feel disengaged. So talk about engagement. How do you accomplish that there at Gateway Mortgage?
2: You know, there's a lot of different things we do uh, uh, culturally. We have uh, fun employee events. We have movie nights where we rent out the whole theater, bring them in, Uh, the monthly meetings, the celebrations. We have uh, uh, fun videos that one of our guys here, Hobie, sends out on a monthly basis uh, uh, to recognize our top performers you know, we have a corporate chaplain at each of our locations that they've got, you know, business card, gateway mortgage, corporate chaplain, and they'll come by the office, meet our, meet our, meet our people and their counselors. And they do weddings, they do funerals. They'll go visit our, uh, if somebody has a, a loved one that's in the hospital, I mean, it's just, it's just a great, it's a great way to connect outside of work or outside, uh, uh, things. And people need something else besides making money, uh, to that's believe right. in and, 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 uh, when you're working with people that you, that you like and that you have the same values, it's just, it's, just, uh, it's just a lot of fun.
0: Now, I don't think I've heard of any mortgage company in the U.S. have chaplains within their organization. So do you consider yourself a faith-based organization?
2: Well, I mean, that's, that's definitely who I am. I mean, we never lead with that and say we're, we're a faith-based organization.
0: But it's who you are. It's genuine. It's authentic. I mean, what you're about is showing up in your work. Give us an example of this.
2: We just had a a missionary that we support uh, uh, just came and did a presentation to some of our team members downstairs. And and, uh, so they just love the fact that we are involved in in other things just outside of uh, uh, making money.
0: What you're really talking about is creating a sense of a bigger purpose and that, I think, is very motivating. And even if people may not be into what you're supporting, they're at least into the fact that you have a broader, bigger purpose. But another thing you do, and which drew me originally to you a few years ago, and I had you back on as a guest on the radio program back then, was what you are doing in your communities. It's very impacting. Tell us about it.
2: Well, the, the two, things, uh, two things that jump out that, that, that I'd like to highlight. Uh, we have a Surprise and Delight program in our, in our servicing department. And so servicing, uh, your default side of your servicing, they're dealing with people that are getting behind on their payments and, and they're having to do modifications and work out different things.
0: That is a difficult thing to have happen at any time, but especially at Christmas. So what do you guys do?
2: Uh, we rolled out something called Surprise and Delight. And so they will vote on every single week. Uh, five customers that we're going to surprise them with some kind of gift and so if somebody may had a they got behind because they had a sick child or a death in the family or they lost their job and so we will send them a gift basket or send them gift card to um, you know a, a store in their town. Uh, with a card, thank you for being a Gateway customer. And that does a couple things. Number one, we're we're giving back to that customer, uh, but it just makes our team members feel so good that they can impact these people, uh, you know, customers that we're serving.
0: That's really good. Uh, give us an example of something that this group has done.
2: Our guys just flew and signed a modification, and we found out that the, the, the son had cancer. And so two of our people that flew down, Uh, The customer just thought they were signing for their modification, but we gave them $1,500 for a Christmas and and, uh, ended up giving a bunch of gifts to to their family and just went over the top. And our team members get so much satisfaction. Uh, The manager of that department used to be the principal of a Christian school, and he was telling me, Kevin, I just really searched for meaning when I left kind of – uh, working at the at the at the church and moved to the corporate world, and I've been searching for meaning. He said, "I'm just so happy to work for Gateway." So we get those all the time from our from our team members because um, they they just love giving back, and your your team members love it.
0: Getting your staff involved with giving back is got to be huge, and I'm wondering how much do you think this contributes both to your culture and as well to your overall success.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's certainly spiritual laws about uh, about giving back, and 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 I practice that personally, and I know most of our, our or a lot of our folks here in the organization do. Whether it's given to your church or or given back to people, I think that's just part of uh, how we're designed. You know, I want to say the giving part of it, but also we just take care of our team members, we take care of our employees. Uh, we always try to do the right thing. We, we obviously set big goals and we expect to go hit them is, is another is another contributing factor, but but I certainly think giving's part of it.
0: I remember one story that you told me was how you gave your employees uh, a certain amount of money and told them to go into the community and make a difference. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, that was that was something we, we came up with. We, we divided our team members uh, across different departments into ten person groups or pods. And we gave them a thousand dollars, and we told them to video what they were going to do, and then we'd all get back together, uh, like three months later, and and uh, kind of share the videos with one another. And it was amazing. So this team, these pods, could do whatever they wanted. They just had to give back. We gave them a day off work, and they, you know, some of them went to Home Depot, uh, actually got, told them what they were doing, got them to donate as well. Uh, one of the examples uh, of, the, of the pod, they actually went to uh, a family where they had a terminally Ill, Ill child, and the only thing that that made this this child, you know, happy or uh, was was uh, swinging in the backyard so they totally did a home makeover on the backyard we built these swings that group did that and videoed it you know there were just all kinds of different different things like that you know one group took their money and and, uh, packed uh, supplies and food and sent it to our troops
0: what happens as a result of this kind of activity within your company
2: what happens is your team gets closer together they meet other people from different departments uh, but they just love the fact that that uh, they get to give and make somebody else a smile, and so sometimes just a little encouragement from us to to our to our team members and giving them kind of some direction on how to do it, then they just take off and have tremendous ideas and and uh, really get blessed out of it.
0: I love these stories. I love what you're doing in your communities, but it doesn't stop there. I know you're doing things overseas. Tell our listeners about that.
2: Uh, yeah, we. Um, so back in 2009, we uh, gave money and built a school in uh, Nigeria. It's called the Gateway Christian School. Today they, they have about 400 students, and uh, that was the missionary that was that's actually in town today um, speaking to our team. So she's on furlough. She's from North Carolina, and she was a special ed teacher, and she's over there now giving her life and training the teachers. And it's, it's amazing that the teachers – in some of those schools in Nigeria, the teachers themselves uh, have like a first, second grade reading level. So she's actually training the teachers uh, to then turn around and train the the students. So it's really uh, amazing work what she's doing and she should get all the the credit for that. But uh, that's a really cool deal. Our our team members love that. And then we, uh, we bought 250 acres in Uganda. It's called the Gateway Youth Ranch. There's 160 orphans. They brought these street kids off the street. And at that orphanage, uh, the whole idea is to get them self-sufficient. So we, we've we planted mangoes. We've got some coffee going. We bought some cattle for them. And so we're trying to teach them how to uh, uh, get self-sufficient there. And we've got ideas for a uh, trade school that we're going to build to teach mechanics, uh, diesel mechanics, welding, some of the stuff, some trades to the to the students that have come off the streets uh, in Uganda and, and – uh, and are now have kind of a safe place to live, and and so that's a really cool. I've been there twice. I've been to Nigeria twice, and we're we're going to go back in April. And our team members, a lot of them want to come with me back.
0: I know you give personally, and your company gives into these projects, but how do your employees participate in this?
2: You know, one one of the things that uh, that that we love is we have a benevolence fund, and so. We have a benevolence fund where our team members will do a payroll deduction to this benevolence fund, and then if somebody's having a hardship, they'll contact our corporate chaplain. I don't really know the names or what's happening, but give us
0: an example.
2: One of the stories a guy in servicing comes to mind. He's a single dad, and so he got the job with Gateway. Um, well, first off, he was he had to leave his daughter with some friends as he was looking for a job. He didn't have a place to stay. They were living in his car. He had to give his daughter to stay with some friends he got a job with us right at that time but it was going to be a couple weeks before he got paid so our corporate chaplain found out about it we were able to put a deposit on on his apartment actually catch him up on his car payment so he would get his daughter he got his daughter back and uh he's still been working here and so for not very much money you literally you know can change lives for 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 some of our people I mean, I get I get testimonies all the time from, from our employees that this is the best place they've worked. They appreciate what we do for each other, taking care of each other. So that's just one example. Kevin,
0: I just love these stories, and it's a good example of what you can do and make a difference in people's lives when you have the right culture.
2: You know, I, I think that, you know, you can't really fake culture. You can't fake uh, who you are as, as a person. So, you know, I think just being true to yourself,
0: which is easier said than done sometimes, especially when you're a man of faith, and many people feel that could backfire on them when they're sharing their faith and being authentic about what they believe.
2: You're going to be successful. The company's going to grow. Sometimes we're afraid to share our faith. We're afraid to you know, live the way we're supposed to, to give back. We think it's all about money. But I'm telling you what, people appreciate the authenticity uh, of our organization. They appreciate when you're vulnerable, when you share your heart, uh, when we do what's right, it's, it's, it's just basic things. Life is more than than, uh, than Gateway Mortgage. It's more than the mortgage business. It's more than uh, taking loan applications. At the end of the day, you know we all have to answer to the Lord for what we did. And, and so we want to make sure that you know we treat everybody right and we always do the right thing.
0: And doing the right thing has paid some big dividends for you. So tell us what you accomplished this last year and what you're looking forward to accomplishing in the new year.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, so last year we had our best year ever. We did uh, right at five billion in originations, and um, next year we we think we'll hit six point five. And our longer term vision is to do twenty billion by twenty twenty. And we're currently we service, uh, like I was saying, a little over 11 billion in, in loans today. And
0: to achieve this kind of growth in the new year, especially with interest rates higher, what are some of your strategies?
2: One of our strategies is your customer for life. So once we once we do the loan, then uh, we never sell it off to anybody else. We actually service it in house here. So if you if you close with Gateway, you stay with Gateway. And if that matters to you, then uh, you're gonna you're gonna love it here as a customer. So.
0: How do you maintain a culture like you have enjoyed as you grow and expand?
2: You know, um, we, number one I've got great managers, and they—they, and they, you know, they're culture carriers as well. Um, they believe in the same things we do. One of the other practical things that I do is I do a lunch every a lunch with Kevin. So uh, every year I'll go to different departments. I was in Dallas yesterday and met with the secondary group and the vendor management team, and we had a lunch together. I share the story how we got started. It's just a time when they can ask me questions, when I can learn, you know, about them and their families and what they're doing. And we get to sit down and, and hang out for a couple hours, and then I'll do it with a different group. And uh, so I try to I try to have lunch with uh, every one of the different teams every single year. So um, that's a that's a that's a really cool way that I get to get to know them. And I love going and visiting the retail offices, meeting everybody, going on sales calls with them, just being 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 available and and, and sharing what our culture is and sharing what our vision is and being transparent.
0: You know, Christmas is the season of giving. You do a great job of that. But then we have the new year, and it's about new goals and new objectives. Share with us, if you don't mind, your goals and objectives.
2: You know, our uh, long-term kind of beacon goal or big, hairy, audacious goal is to be a top 10 lender by 2025. And what that means to us is, uh, yes, it's top 10 servicer. It's top 10 originator. But it's also top 10 places to work. It's uh, top 10... uh, uh, in benefits, it's top ten in giving. There's a lot of metrics around the top ten. So we believe, you know, it's my job as the CEO is to put the – it's like a rubber band. I'm trying to put enough tension so we have enough, you know, stretch as we're stretching for this beacon down here 10 years down the road. Um, if it's if your rubber band is just kind of laying in your hand and there's no tension on it, you know, the organization is not going to go anywhere. So we're, we're trying to pull towards being the top ten places to work. Um, and that kind of drives all of our thinking and all of our thought processes.
0: How did you get to where you're at? What's What's in your background that causes you to be wired the way you are?
2: You You know, um, that's interesting you say that. You know, my My father was a uh, pastor, so he pastored a church of 600 people all when I grew up, and so. Now I'm in business and so you kinda of wonder, Am I am I am I serving the Lord and doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And and I realize that that I am called into business and so I can have uh more of an impact and now we've got nine hundred and fifty team members. I just look at it as it's, it's my ministry, this is my job to, you know, uh, bring the right values and, and uh, to, to our different team members and, and if you think about it, I don't know what it is across the US, but in Oklahoma you know, 20% of the church, people are at church on Sunday, but the other 80% are at work on Monday. So that's why we have the corporate chaplaincy program. And, um, you know, we, we just, we're, we're fine with, with uh, expressing our faith.
0: Do you get any pushback from your staff on living your faith authentically before them?
2: I'll tell you this, yesterday at that meeting down in Dallas with uh, my secondary team, we say Merry Christmas, we can say God bless you, whatever. Uh, he came up to me afterwards and said, Kevin, I really appreciate you, know, you being authentic, being, being who you are. He goes, because at the bigger banks that I've worked at, we could get fired if we said Merry Christmas. I know. You, just, you just think <laughs> how far, how far. I mean, I said it is Christmas, right? It is, it is the season yeah. of Christmas. So, so how far has our society come where you can't even say Merry Christmas? So we just find that funny here at Gateway.
0: For those companies that are out there, and they be many, that have never heard of having a corporate chaplain in their company, explain to our audience what is involved with that role.
2: Yeah. So, so um, we've got one in Tulsa here, and then we've got one in our Dallas uh, and Oklahoma City area. And so they, um, the guy here, his name is Larry DeLay, and he's actually the senior pastor of a church uh, in a suburb of Tulsa. And uh, on Mondays, this is what he does. So he comes by our office and uh, comes by, shakes hands with every single uh, team member and just asks them how they're doing. They can schedule time with him if they want to talk to him, if they have some counseling. He's a licensed counselor. Same things happen in Dallas and and Oklahoma City areas. Um, And so, people just love him. He becomes part of the family. Uh, he's here at our picnics and, and dedication of our building and, and you know, praise for us. And uh, it's just fun having, having somebody that's, that's here that we can talk to.
0: So is this corporate chaplain an employee of the company or someone that is outside the company that you bring in to be a resource to your employees?
2: He he is outside the organization that uh, he's like a contractor that we pay the, the, the corporate chaplain uh, company, and then he comes by once a week and meets with our people uh, or as needed after hours.
0: Give us an example of what this corporate chaplain has done inside of your company or for your people.
2: Like I said, he's done weddings. He's done funerals. He'll visit them on the, in the hospital, and I'll get, hey, I really appreciate Kevin. Um, Larry, our chaplain went by and visited, uh, visits in the hospital when our son was ill or, or, my mom was in the hospital. Uh, we hear that kind of stuff. One of the, one lady in Dallas called me and, and, uh, um, she was having trouble with her 16 year old and, and 16 year olds kind of going wayward. And, and so she met with the chaplain, got some counseling from him. So those are the things I love is being able to bring that type of value to our team members and, and, uh. You know, giving them giving them hope for the future and and uh, some really somebody to talk to. We all need that at different times in our life it when is. we get down, yep. and uh, and just the fact that we can bring that to them uh, through their company just creates a lot of loyalty, and they love it and and they appreciate it.
0: As you look forward to 2017, Kevin, we know interest rates are going up, the regulatory environment, while we're hoping it's going to ease some under President Donald Trump. Uh, we're not sure, so we got to assume things are going to continue to where they're at. But uh, is this a time to be expanding and thinking bullish about the mortgage industry as you look forward into the new year?
2: A hundred percent. I mean, before the crash, you know, our industry was doing $3.8 trillion, I think, was the peak in 2003 or Um you know, we did 1.8 trillion in 16, and I think it's projected about 1.5 or six and in, in 17. But I just think there's a, still a lot of customers, borrowers trapped on the sidelines. Through some more products that are coming online in 2017, 18, 19, uh, it is a great time to be expanding, to develop your referral sources, to continue to grow in your communities. Yeah, I think the the best is yet to come. The delinquencies are as low as they've been. We've kind of worked through all the sins of 2000 uh pre-2007 and so uh we love the mortgage industry. It's the best business to be in.
0: Kevin, I couldn't agree with you more. It's uh I think we have an exciting future ahead of us, and I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy day, especially at this Christmas holiday, to spend a few minutes of sharing both your vision, your values, what you're doing to give to your communities and abroad, as well as share your vision for the future. Really appreciate it, friend, and we just wish you all the best. A very Merry Christmas to you, your whole staff, and your families, and uh, just hope you have a blessed New Year. Thank you so much.
2: Hey, thank you so much, Dave. We'll talk to you soon.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this two-part series with Casey Crawford and now Kevin Stitt talking about giving back to your community. That's what this podcast is based on. We're giving back to the community that I've been involved in, the mortgage banking community, for over 43 years. It's an honor and privilege to bring many to this podcast. Again, I want to say a special thank you to and a Merry Christmas to Alice Alvey, Andy Shell, Paul Mallow, Sam Garcia, and all the others that make this possible. We appreciate you, the listeners, for passing on and telling others about it. Also, a special thank you to our sponsors. They make this possible. So it's good to be with you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Next week, we're going to have Les Parker with us, talking about what he sees in 2017. I'm of the opinion we're going to be having another very good year. Interest rates are going to be higher, and we're going to probably see a lot less refinances. But uh, we're going to be hearing more about what is going to be by someone that I have a tremendous respect for, we have him on at the beginning of each year, talking about what we can look forward to and anticipate in the new year. Appreciate you tuning in again. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and look forward to having you back here. And be sure to be tuned in next week when we have Les Parker with Lone Logics talking about 2017 and beyond and what we can expect. Merry Christmas, everybody, and talk to you. Next- This has been Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin, of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us again next week, and thank you for listening.